Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. Welcome to another edition of the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J. and Phoenix in the building, baby. We are ready to do pop culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. And today we're talking about coffee, how you take your coffee, how you drink your coffee. Jeremy, what say you? Do you even drink coffee? You're not going to give love to Frank Sinatra? You ain't gonna let the boys and girls who don't know about that, that flavor. That's right, get up on your history if you don't know. That's Frankie Sinatra. Oh, I was gonna say Frank- Frankie Sinatra, I was trying to make up a nickname, but just came out as his real name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How about old Blue Eyes? Old Blue Eyes. Yeah, get up on that history, son. Yeah, he led us into this segment. It's time to talk about it, though. I found an article from coffeefeature.com. That says, how do you like your coffee and what does it say about you? The black coffee drinker, Jeremy, it says that all black coffee drinkers are psychopaths. You ever heard that? Wow. No, never in my life. That's a problem. I know a lot. I know a lot of people will like it black and strong. So I, well, I you know who I think that. about. Do you know who I think about when I think about black coffee? Grandma. Uh, grandma liked cream in her coffee, didn't she? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Wally Steed. Oh, good old Wally. Good old Wally. Um, But no, uh, it says that in America, 35% of people take their coffee without milk. So that would be 35% of people are psychopaths. A study of 1,000 adults by the University of Innsbruck in Austria was the first to notice the trend. They looked at correlations between a love for bitter taste and antisocial personality traits. Listen to the traits. The traits they studied included narcissism, psychopathy, sadism, and aggression. They found that there was a correlation between those who like black coffee or other bitter food and drink with such traits. 
All right. Didn't know that. I mean, I won't say it makes sense. I know a lot of people who like the coffee black, but I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little bit more thinking about that. They're psychopaths. Well, this article says that they don't agree with that. They believe that black coffee drinker is more somebody who's just to the point, focused and simple. So not yep. always a psychopath. Yep. Yep. No, I agree with that more. Get on with it. Next Get one. on with it. Get to what you're going to. And then you have the espresso drinker. Do you like espresso? I mean, it's all right. I never order it. Like if, I, if I'm going to order it, something, that's not on my main thing to do, but... What's it say about espresso drinkers? This person's always in a rush. They just want to get to it. They need their caffeine. They want to get their caffeine to go as soon as possible. Addicts. Got you. Exactly. But it says that they're also natural-born leaders. They know what they want and how to get it. There's no fluff or time-wasting with these people, and they're often full of new ideas. Yeah, that makes sense. They want it. They want to get to it. They want to get to their work. Let's get it and go. And that, that falls right along with their personality. Then you have the latte drinker, which that's the cream and the milk mixed with the coffee. It turns out latte drinkers tend to show personality traits that are commonly associated with being female. So if you like a latte, you might have female traits according to this article. It says it makes perfect sense when you compare it to the gender study above. Latte drinkers like a light colored coffee to soften the bitterness. This is just like how they like to soften the bitterness of life. They tend to be generous with their time and caring about the happiness of others. They go out of their way to help people and are an open book, often wearing their heart on their sleeve. Though great traits, this can leave people open to being walked on a little. If you're a latte fan, make sure you take care of yourself as well as others. I get it. I get it. I don't know if that's uh, exclusive. I think they're digging a little deep on these, to be honest with you. But I can see where they're coming from. Now, if you're a cappuccino person, it says you're probably super sociable and love to spend time with friends. You love the warm comfort of a cappuccino and are probably a warm, welcoming person. You may be optimistic about the future and always searching for the next great frothy coffee. You're creative and honest, which makes you a great person to have around. Now, here's what you could work on. You may be a little obsessive and controlling. You know how annoyed you get when the foam or sprinkles aren't quite right. Try to relax a little and just enjoy the milky goodness in front of you. That's so funny. That's so funny. Never thought I'd be sitting here eliminating girls based on what kind of coffee they drink. Well, get ready because there's another one. The frozen coffee drinker. This makes me think of Melanie Newman. Shout out to Melanie Newman, breaking barriers in the baseball world, in the announcing world, uh, commentary, doing all kinds of great things. We had her on the show to talk about Neil Brown, but she's since moved on. She works for the Baltimore Orioles now. But she is a frozen coffee drinker no matter the weather, no matter the time, no matter the place. It says if you're a frozen or blended coffee drinker, you're a bit of a trendsetter. You're confident in social situations and are always looking for the next in thing. Your friends would describe you as spontaneous, adventurous, and even childlike. You're great fun to be around, and you know all the coolest places to hang and the coolest coffees to drink. Yes. Try not to be... And go ahead, what? go ahead. No, and they're what? Also delusional. Ice coffee. I remember when I was young, I made some coffee and I thought I'd be smart and put some ice in it and people are like, ooh, what is that? Ooh. That's all you're drinking when you get iced coffee. Put Yeah, but ice Jeremy, that's what it coffee. says. You're a trendsetter. I know. I just got some feelings because I remember I used to do it and try little things and be, oh, yo, you don't do that with coffee. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And now it's the hottest thing. I could be a millionaire right now. I should have been a millionaire right now. But these haters had me doubting myself. 
Well, look, it says try not to be overly reckless if you like iced coffee and don't fall for every latest fad. You're likely to look for quick fix- fixes instead of long-term solutions. Remember the frozen coffee melts? You're left with waste, watery leftovers. Sorry, remember when the frozen coffee melts? You're left with watery leftovers. Think towards the future a little more, but keep enjoying life as it's supposed to be enjoyed. Okay. okay. The bot- no, well, real quick, here's the thing. Bottom line. This may have gotten you thinking about how, how you like your coffee and whether the associations are right. It's all fun and myths may not be correct. So don't get too hung up on what your favorite coffee means. Keep drinking your coffee the way your way through the menu and trying new things. And now it's time to hear from Jeremy and Brandon how we like our coffee. Jeremy, how do you take your coffee? I like how formal you are with all this. That's what I'm about to say. No, me. It just depends on the time. I mean, there's occasions where I like black coffee, not very often, but sometimes if there's nothing else, yo, I'll drink it. Um, I also normally I like it with a little sugar and a little bit of cream. You know, throw some milk in there, throw some hazelnut creamer in there, and give me a little sugar. I don't want it too fruit, uh, too sugary and creamy, but just you know, just a pinch, just a dab. Um, just to change the color, just a little bit, make it cloudy. That's where I'm at. That's that's where I'm home. I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I drink it mostly when I'm tired or, you know, I, I know I have a long day. I'm not going to just have a cup of coffee to have a cup of coffee. Um, that being said, when I do, most of the time, cream and sugar. See, I almost never drink coffee except for when I'm at work. Work, no, work and vacation. Those are the two times. Isn't that weird? Like when, on my just general off days, because I do 12, so I'm off four days a week. I don't drink coffee on my days off usually. But if I'm on vacation somewhere and I'm doing brunch, mimosas and coffee, and my coffee's got I'm putting I'm putting Jameson and Bailey's in it on vacation. Now, at work, I'm a cream guy, but I use those, uh, those like, you know, they got, it's the creamers. They're not just regular cream. They're creamers. Yeah, yeah. The little coffee-made things. Yeah, yeah, coffee-made things. I'm either hazelnut or French vanilla. That's usually where I go. I usually don't do any of those extra, like, pumpkins or anything like that. I usually don't do anything like that. Or Snickers. I usually, it's too frou-frou for me normally. Uh, so it's either French vanilla or hazelnut. But I do it in the 16-ounce styrofoam cup. Keep it the right temperature. Get plenty of it. First now, thing in the morning, get my now, day going. I'm a- I'm be for real. Don't call me cheap. But the truth is, I don't drink coffee that often. But when I worked at a job where they uh, provided the K-Cups, you best believe I was helping myself to all kinds of different flavors. Because you got to try them out. See, that's the thing. Oh, you mean like the different flavors, trying them out. Different flavors. I was trying all kinds of stuff. Seeing what was good. Seeing what wasn't so good. The truth is, I could take and leave any of it. I'm not that big of a coffee drinker. Um... These people, the other day, they made some coffee, and they were complaining about, oh, my goodness, just pretty much brown water. And they were going crazy, and, of course, it was mostly girls, and they had to order out, like, some Starbucks and have it brought in. I'm telling you, these people get crazy with their coffee. Don't play with people in their coffee. Now, there's a lot of good effects for coffee. I mean, helps you burn fat, and there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, helps your physical and performances. Appetite suppression. Lowers the risk of all kinds of health things. But I'm sorry, I'm just not that dude. I don't I don't go over the top with coffee. That's the reason why, and I know this is an unpopular opinion. I'm not paying four dollars at Starbucks for a coffee. Four dollars. You, you getting discount coffee at Starbucks? That's what I'm saying. Look, I, I'll bring my own but, whipped cream. 
But son, have you had their nitro? Have you had their nitro brew? Like their cold, their cold brew with no, nitro. I haven't. I haven't. It pours like Guinness, Jeremy. It's so good. I drink that straight black. All right, so maybe black I do coffee, have no to sugar, no cream. It's too funny too because I was looking at online and they were had all these like Starbucks haters. And uh, I saw, I was like, let me take a look. Let me see what they have to say. They had like their rankings. Brandon is garbage. I'm not a huge Starbucks guy because, like I said, I'm not into paying five bucks for a cup of coffee. That let's just be real. I'm not into paying five bucks for a cup of anything to drink. Well, I'll take that back. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say. I smoke a little too soon. But outside of fermented beverages, that is that is not on the game plan. But I looked at the Starbucks. They, they're pretty much haters, man. I looked down through all the things. I was going to list all these things. But it's all garbage. Like, they, they name stuff like, oh, it's overpriced. Okay, I get it. Yes, it is op- overpriced. I, I agree with that. But then they list the stuff like, if you go on Starbucks, it's full of posts. <laughs> full of posers. <laughs> <laughs> they said stuff like, yeah, uh, Starbucks employees can't spell. Come on now. Y'all, y'all are grasping. Y'all are really grasping out here with the Starbucks hate. I, I just think people who hate Starbucks are just haters. Period. Haters. They're going to hate on everything. And well, anything trendy, anything popular, anything that's doing well. Yep. Yep. They got to be different. They got to have their own little coffee shop on the corner of, no, this is real coffee. Well, then go, okay, bougie. Take your you and your real by yourself and, and go sit in, that, and, and sit in the middle of the day doing nothing, all dressed up to do nothing because you ain't got no friend. No, I'm joking. But seriously, <laughs> serious. They take it too serious sometimes. That's the RVK's. Those are the RVK's thoughts on coffee. The little supplemental help from coffeefeature.com. What do you guys think about coffee? How do you take your coffee? Uh, is it important to you? Let us know. Holla at your boys. You know how to get at us. RVK or Raspy Voice Kids on Twitter, Instagram. You can direct message us. You can tweet us. Uh, you can also leave a message on Anchor that we can play on the show if you're so inclined. But either way, get at your boys. Rat me, boys! Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. That's right. That's right. It's game time. And we got them soft cupcake, soft batch. Uh, should be on the Wendy's menu. Frosty style, soft Kansas Payhawks. Baby J in the building. That's right. Half J, whatever you call him. They coming to Morgantown and we ready to get it on. Are you Keep really calling baby. the football team the Payhawks? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's for the school. You know, you got to throw out, you got to throw out things when you can. All right, because I was gonna say I don't believe they're paying anybody, anybody on that Any- on, <laughs> on that football team. Actually, to be honest with you, they should be paying. Nobody will even be mad. I don't think there was. They got to do something. Be mad. Kansas is bad, historically bad. They're not good at football. They're not as bad as Eastern Kentucky, but they're not far off. This should be a blowout. Yeah, We're, Jeremy, you know what? This, you know what the lines up to now. 
what, 22? Last I saw was 27. Brandon, who, who's their coach? Is it Beatty? Les Miles. Oh, the yeah. The Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter. I don't I don't know. I really thought things were going to change around there. I did I not. I really did. I did not. I, I, don't I think didn't Les, think they were going to be I great, never thought Les Miles was that good changed. of a coach, period. I never thought Les Miles was that good of a coach. He inherited a lot of talent from Nick Saban at a juggernaut like LSU, and he didn't win as much as he could have down there, in my opinion. And don't get it twisted. We talk about Kansas every year because they're not very good. But if you haven't paid to, paid attention to Kansas this year, you're just going on the fact that they're not very good. No, they're worse than that. They're terrible, Brandon. They are terrible. Now they, they do have a few bright spots. Uh, you know, like what? Puka Williams. All right. Puka. Puka. He's been good. He's rushed for 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. And Jordan Leslie says he can score from anywhere on the field. So, I mean, Puka Williams is a home run hitter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. That's coach talk. Uh, I mean, no, he Puka is. Williams. No, he is. Puka Williams is a home run hitter. I'm not saying you yeah, can't Puka. contain him, but if you don't do your job and you don't stick to your assignments, you're going to end up with an L.D. Brown from Oklahoma State type run against the uh, against the Jayhawks. So you gotta you gotta mind your gaps, as they say in London, getting on the. Getting I mean, on the I, ain't nobody scared. I mean, ain't nobody scared. Of no poopa, poopa. <laughs> like, nobody looks at him. <laughs> poopa, Koopa, Troopa, whatever you call him. West Virginia no. by thirty. No, seriously, like seriously, poopa, poopa couldn't score more than fourteen against Baylor. Poopa couldn't score more than seven against uh, Oklahoma State. But you know what? I you know I take that back. Because they were able to muster up twenty three points against Coastal Carolina with a loss, still, and still lost. They also have running back Velton Gardner, who is not the leading. Velton Gardner is the leading rusher. He's the speedy back, um, which I'm always afraid of speedy backs because all it takes is one or two miss miss assignments, and they're off to the races. No, no, no. You mean eleven missed tackles? Because can't nobody block on that team. So all it takes is 11 missed tackles? No, 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 no. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you can block if you missed your assignment. If you're in the wrong place, they don't have to block you if you're in the wrong place. Yeah, okay. All and right, then they have oh. Andrew Parchment. Uh, Andrew Parchment had 132 yards receiving and two touchdowns on five catches against us last year. Okay. Big okay. physical receiver that we're going to have to pay attention to. But fortunately for us, for the Mountaineers, Nick Troy Porter, Nick Troy Fortune and Drayshawn Miller and Tyke Smith are patrolling the secondary. Nick Troy Fortune, according to PFF, which is Pro Football Focus College, has yielded 81 yards on eight catches this year. Only three of those yards have come after the catch. That figure is tied for the fewest nationally among cornerbacks that have played 150-plus snaps. So Nick Troy Fortune is doing his thing. And I will say, to give them a little love, that I feel like you're talking about a little bit, because you have to. You got to talk about what could be scary. This isn't is scary. I'm just talking about what to look for. No, nah, I mean, look, all right, let's be for real. They ran for 169 yards on Baylor. That's good, because you can say what you want about Baylor, but Baylor has been playing a lot better defense. Oklahoma State, we know, was good on defense, and they still got over 100 yards. They got 101 yards against um, – Oklahoma State. So they can run the ball. They can run the ball. So 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 you're right. I'm honestly just not worried about it. Our defense, um, though I feel like untested, I still don't think they'll be tested against Kansas. We should control things. Kansas, they lost the first game, game 38-23 to Coastal Carolina. 
They lost to Baylor 47-14, and they lost to Oklahoma State 47-7. They've had 21 points in the past two games. Now, one thing I will say is they have got over 100 yards rushing. And I will also say, which is bigger, is they only have one turnover in those last two games. They had one turnover against Oklahoma State, which was an interception. Other than that, they're doing a really good job not turning over. For as terrible as they are, they're doing a good job not turning over the ball. So for me, that's what I want to see. We've been turning over uh, the opposing offenses a little bit. Let's see if we can, once again, put that coal miner hat on, even though I don't see him doing it this year, and let's get some turnovers. Let's force what we haven't been forcing um, as much. Let's get after it. Let's put pressure. Let's make him have to throw the ball and see if our secondary can come down with it. One of the things that you mentioned about Kansas being so bad were you mentioned the scores of the three games that they've played so far. And the thing you'll notice is that their defense is pathetic. Their defense is terrible. They gave up 47 to a Baylor team that we held to 21 points in two overtimes. I think they're giving up 279 yards or something like that on the ground per game. They gave up 47 points back-to-back games. They gave up 200 and, I think, yeah, 203 yards rushing to Baylor and gave up 295 to Oklahoma State. They couldn't stop a nosebleed, in the words of uh, Bart Scott. Yeah. So we should be able to run the ball on them, especially when you look at what we're doing offensively, which is – not very good as far as throwing the ball down the field. Um, I don't think – let me see. I'd like to make sure I got this right. Um, Jared Dagey, according to Mike Casaza, hasn't completed a deep pass the past two games. And I believe they, they, they call a deep pass 20 yards or more in the air. He attempted one against Baylor, and that's it. He just attempted one. So he not only has he not completed it, we're not even trying it. So they're saying it's not all Deggie's fault. Gerard Parker and um, Neil Brown have taken that responsibility. Have taken responsibility for that, saying they're not calling the plays for it. Yeah, you, so, you can't call plays like that unless you got the time. Well, Gerard Parker. Well, or you can put tight ends. Up. You can add tight ends for max protection. You can add running backs in the backfield. Make two running back system um, for for blocking to give your quarterback more time and run one route options. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I haven't uh, seen them I haven't seen them do that yet. So there are options for things they could do if they want to throw the ball down the field. I guess for me the biggest things in this game are once again, let's call us turnovers on defense. But offensively, I want to see um I mean, I mean for for the whole team, I want to see do we get the penalties under control? Cuz that's a huge thing. Two games in a row over 100 yards in penalties. Two games in a row 12 penalties for over 100 and- yards. But I will say, have, I will say that's a trend in college football that I do think you can blame on Corona because it's not just us. It's everybody. Very yeah. sloppy football. Well, let's get it together. Let's get it together. And the other thing is turnovers. Last game we had four. Almost doomed us. You don't overcome four, four turnovers very often. We did last game. So this game, I don't want to see one. I don't want to see the ball in the field, and I don't want to see the ball in the defender's hands. You know? I agree 100%, especially coming off a of bye week. Uh, coming off a of bye week, which Neil Brown said they practiced well, and he said he feels like they've been it was a very productive bye week. I feel like this team should be ready to go, especially against an inferior opponent. Time to impose our will. Time for a Amen. real blowout. So you you gonna give me a score prediction? Uh, let's say 
41 to 10. West Virginia wins and covers. I like that score. I like that score. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go somewhere similar. They scored 47 points the last two weeks. I think we're gonna be hungry. Uh, I'll go 38 13. 38 13. Yes, sir. You're saying we're not gonna cover. I didn't even think about that. 38 13. What is that? Oh, you said 27. All right. Yeah, we'll go 38 13. I want to give some love to Dante Stills. He ranks number two in the Big 12 in front seven defenders with a PFF grade of 89.4 against the run. Him, Darius, um, Mesidor, uh, who else? Pooler. Yeah, that defensive line, Jaylen the linebackers. You know, all them people in the mix. Tony Fields, plugging holes. Dylan Dongry. Dylan do, we have, start, huh? do we have Vendarius back yet? Uh, they said he was going to try to practice yesterday. I and wouldn't. You know what? If, if you don't practice, you don't play. So he was going to try to practice yesterday. They had him listed as third string at the bandit position. Dylan Tonkery listed as the starter at that bandit position. I don't mind. And if he's not completely healthy, don't play him because this is not a game to risk further injury. I agree. I agree 100%. I don't want to see him on the field if he's not 100% against Kansas. But the big thing is for this week that a lot of people are clamoring for, been clamoring for, and now here we are. There's going to be fans in the stadium. Morganton will have more. Wait, 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 wait. You're right. There's going to be fans in the stadium, but I wanted to say one more stat. Our running game is so much better than it was last year. There's no question. This is from Pro Football Focus. Jed Jernings tweet, among Big 12 players with 25-plus carries, Alex Singfield has the highest run grade at 82.8, the highest run grade in the league, while Letty Brown has the third most yards after contact at 184. So we should eat against this poorest run defense against Kansas. Hats off. Let's get after him. Run it down their throat. Barry, like you made that, you Frazier, made that picture. Mike Brown, let's get after him, boys. You made that picture that said run the ball. Amen. Like, I'm not normally one of those guys in the stands yelling, run the ball, run the ball. I'm not one of those guys. But with this team, with this offensive line, with the way Daigie has played, with the way the receivers have been inconsistent, run the football. You got us going over 300 yards running? Yes. No, 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 no. No. I'd say over 250. All right. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to go over three. I'm going to take a leap of faith over three. Can we, we do it, boys? We shall see. We already know. We already know. All right. So back, no. so back to this fans in the stadium, man. There are going to be fans in Motown. I don't Except, know if there's going to be a man walk. Probably not. Doesn't matter. I mean, because it can't matter because we got no say in it. But they're going to be fans in the stands. It's not going to just be that little patch of, you know, parents there, which, you know, hats off to them. There's going to be actually crowd noise, people getting the experience, Morgantown and Milan Pushcar Stadium, the way it's supposed to be. Well, as much as it's going to be in 2020. How you feel, Brandon? You pumped for it? I don't really care because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> yep. There's, and the other thing is, there's only 17,000 that are going to be allowed in. Now, if you were one of the 17,000, I'm very happy for you because you obviously cared a lot about this. I saw Kansas tickets going for as much as $100 for Kansas tickets. 
Yeah, yeah. No, if you go on uh, WVUGame.com, I believe, you can get tickets for $100 right now, and you can get good seats. Matter of fact, I was kind of um, surprised because I kind of got, I think it was last night or the night before I got on there. And, uh, you know, they weren't as sold out as I thought they were going to be. No, they weren't sold out. That's the thing that killed me. Everybody clamoring, talking about wanting to get in, but maybe people are a little more afraid than what we thought. Or maybe it's just because Kansas is bad. Or maybe they feel like I do. Let's just be honest. I'm all about getting money to the university. I'm all about supporting our Mountaineers. But the truth is I go to games for the atmosphere. I go for the tailgating. I go for the rah-rah. I go for the high fives with everybody around you, swinging arm-in-arm with our brothers. And I, and you know what? I'm not trying to downplay this because I know the team needs as much crowd noise as it can be. I know Texas A&M, Florida said that their crowd noise really affected the game. Yeah. Um, Florida, yeah. Pushed, nice. Florida pushed nice. for 100% uh, attendance. Yes, and they and they came down with 100% COVID anyway. 19 um, players. <laughs> anyway. Um it was a nice little excuse saying it was the crowd noise, uh, seeing as it wasn't even full capacity. But the truth is, I want to do anything that gives West Virginia the advantage. So if I live close, I would go to try to do as much as I could. Truth is, I'm too far away. I like sitting on my couch, watching the game, um, get my drinks whenever I want to, use the bathroom whenever I want to, and don't have to go to a urinal or, excuse me, a pig trough. Uh, to use the bathroom. Oh, Jeremy, when's the last time you've been to – Jeremy, you act like you haven't been to Milan Pushkar in a long time. The troughs are gone, son. I forget. I forget. I forget. Look, I'm not hating. I'm just saying I, I, I'm I, not – I mean, honest, it sounds like you are hating. you got to be honest. I'm not concerned with going. I'm sorry. I'm just not. That's me. I'm, I'm like all, you. If, if, I know if I was closer, I would be all about it, but I'm this far away and – you know, without the tailgating, without, you know, 60,000 strong, I'll, I'll watch it on TV. Sorry, that's just my feelings. No tailgate, no man trip, no uh, no full capacity crowd. I'm sorry. The reason I go, like you said, is the atmosphere. The blue lot's not packed. I don't like it when the blue lot's not pl- packed on normal games, let alone during a pandemic. Now, the blue lot's not going to be packed. You don't have the poor man's blue lot where we like to hang out a lot of times. The green lot, which we hang out with our friends Jan and Phil, um, and I see, see Boggs over there, and lots of other people. Where's um, Butch at? But where's old Butch? Give Butch a shout out. Butch's Butcher. in the silver lot. Butcher's normally lot. in the silver lot, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it is a silver lot, right behind the stadium. And um, so we make our way around to all these places, and it's not you know, going to be. The- so, no, sometimes going to pregame aggressos before we go over. You know. Yeah, of course that you nice got a pregame aggressos if you get the chance. And by the way, he's got a great Airbnb if you're wanting to stay there. Just want to give him a quick little shout out. But anyway, um, it's right behind the stadium. You can see everything. You can hear everything. You can be the be at the Milan Pushkar in less than a minute. But if you're not going to have all that stuff, I don't care about being there. I don't want to be an empty. What will feel like a scrimmage with with an empty with empty stands. I don't want to be a one-man band. I mean, what was it? 17,000. 17,000 they said they're going to allow in, which is less than, I believe, less than the amount that we had at Neil Brown's first spring game. Yeah. So it just isn't appealing to me personally. But either way, there are going to be fans in the stands. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great day to be a Mountaineer. Why? Because we're going to be 3-1. and one. And three and one, I don't care who you play, I don't care how you do it. Three and one is three and one. 
will be what? Two and one in the conference? The only loss coming against the undefeated Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys, the Pokes, who look like they have the inside track to going to the Big 12 championship game, which puts us in close proximity for that second place position. Yep. We got time to get it together on offense. Doesn't look good right now. Does not. It looks disgusting. We have some holes. Who do you put the blame on, Jeremy? Um, all of them. I, I honestly <laughs> put it on all of them. I don't put it on Letty or Alex Inkfield. No, I don't. Because but, those uh, guys are doing their job. That's true. But but I'm sorry. The offense is the offense. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Don't point fingers. Just get it done. No, we, they you don't know? point like fingers. Like any boss we, tell you, I don't They don't point fingers. We can point fingers, Jeremy. Are you kidding? They don't point fingers. We can point <laughs> fingers. It's our job to point fingers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, good point. I put good it point. on play calling. The play calling is yeah. disjointed. There's no rhythm. There's no flow. Yeah. And and Coach yeah. Brown. Hey, by the way, and I'm going to let you finish that thought. Oh, I'm going to be like, hi, I'm going to let you finish that thought. But, uh, you know, I'm going to let you finish that thought as I ride out into the wind, okay? <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm serious. I got to go. I mean, oh, hey, hey, don't hate on me, Podcast Nation. People got appointments. I told them that. Time getting late. I got to dip. I got to go. We started late, leaving early. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they get better. Uh, Jeremy will join us next week like always. But my opinion personally, if you're just listening to me, I put the blame on the coaching staff. I put the blame on the coaching staff because of who they put uh, because of how they're calling the plays right now. I don't think they're doing everything they can to put the players in position to be successful. Hopefully that changes this week. I do have faith in the climb. I do trust the climb. I do believe Neil Brown will get it figured out. But right now, it's not good enough. So hopefully we'll see a better product on that field at Milan Push Car come 12 o'clock on Fox with Gus Johnson and Joe Clack calling the game. So, once again, let us know your thoughts and opinions. Get at your boys, the RVK. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.